Chuck, I love you, man. I know. Wait, what? I thought you were going to say, I love you back. What do you, what do you really want? Well, I was hoping for some attention because I'm kind of feeling needy. So I was hoping that you will you know, return the favor when I said, I love you back. You'd, you know, return the favor back by saying, I love you too. Why didn't you just say that in the first place? Because I'm a nice guy. Oh. Do you ever wonder, why do I always seem to give so much more than I get? All I want is to be appreciated and loved. Is that asking too much? Why do all the jerks get the hot girls while I get stuck in the friend zone? When will it ever be my turn? If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Nice Guy Show. This is the podcast that asks the question, how do I break free from the nice guy syndrome so I never have to come in last again? Now here are your hosts, Faisal Coker and Chuck Chapman. Hey guys, welcome to The Nice Guy Show. I'm here, Faisal Coker, with my co-host, Chuck Chapman. We are both certified nice guy coaches and men's coaches. Tonight's topic is covert contracts and more importantly, the things nice guy hide to get sex and love. Chuck, what's a covert contract and why is this so, so important? And why do we hide all of this? Yeah. Well, a covert contract is essentially having an agreement with somebody without letting them know you have an agreement. All right. So for example, I will do blank for you. And in return, you will do blank for me, but I'm not going to tell you what that is. And so we're just both going to act as if we have no awareness that there's a contract, but when you don't fulfill your end of the bargain, I get resentful, I feel shamed, and I act out passive aggressively. So I'm expecting, so I have expectations, and I haven't communicated those expectations to you. And when you fail to deliver those expectations, which are in my head, and I haven't communicated them to you, I will then get butthurt, get annoyed, take it personally, and then, in other words, have a tantrum. Because I haven't communicated those and you haven't delivered it. So that's a covert contract. Yes. And essentially, that's where all resentments come from, is resentments are unfulfilled expectations. And when we don't express our expectations, they're covert. And so we get hurt, even though we haven't expressed our expectations. And there's a few reasons why nice guys do this it usually stems back from a childhood need that as children, when we would state our needs, we would get told no. You know, as a two-year-old, you know, the, the word you hear the most is no. And that two-year-old age is, is about when we start learning about individuation that I'm, I'm separate from someone else. And so when I'm told no, I start to realize that if I don't have a need, then I can't be disappointed. And so we go underground and we stop expressing our needs. So covert contracts start out early in our childhood, but then as we grow up, 
we're doing the same thing. And the reason we're doing the same thing is because as a child, we didn't suffer disappointment. So we just take that into our adult life. And then when we try to do that with other adults and we don't get our needs met at all, then we start getting resentful, feeling that toxic shame, feeling that sense of rejection. And then we act out, typically nice guys act out in passive aggressive ways. You know, when you said um, the word resentment and anger, that's what I see a lot of my clients come with. That's one of the packages that comes with. They come with a lot of anger, frustration, and bitterness, and a lot of resentment. And they don't understand why there is so much resentment because they've had so many needs that they've kept really quiet about. Me too. I mean, I've, I'm very guilty of um, covert contracts. And because of COVID contracts, I end up seething and stewing in a corner because I'm expecting something to happen. It doesn't happen. And then I haven't communicated it. I haven't had the balls to say exactly what I want. And I'm really pissed off, angry. And then I go and bitch to someone else right? rather than being direct. Right. And I think that's because nice guys have a fundamental limiting belief that if I do everything right, if I meet everyone's needs around me without me being asked, then they will meet my needs without me having to ask. And then when that doesn't happen, that's where the resentments come in. Yeah. So do you have any, have you got examples of any? Yeah. I think the classic one for me is, and this was in my first marriage where I would do something hoping that my wife would want to have sex with me. So for example, I remember one time she was out and I thought to myself, you know, what? I'm going to clean the kitchen. I'm going to do everything. And then when she comes home, she's going to be so grateful and thankful and think I'm the most wonderful guy in the world that she's going to want to have sex with me. So I cleaned the kitchen, but when she got home, instead of, you know, wanting to have sex with me, she said, well, you forgot to wipe off the counter over here. You missed a spot. And so obviously, (laughs) obviously I was resentful at that point because my need wasn't met. And obviously we didn't have sex and, you know, I got resentful and hurt. And I think I even said to myself something along the lines of, okay, well, I'm never going to, you know, clean the kitchen again or something along those lines, you know, because I'm so upset. Like I didn't get what I wanted in return. Yeah. How about you? Did you ever? Well, experience cover contract. Well, nothing to do with the kitchen or, or you know, if I was going to clean the kitchen, Chuck, I'll do a proper job of it, right? No, not half-hearted nice mm-hmm. guy job. <laughs> so right. mine was the experiences I've heard other guys and myself was uh, in the dating experience. And um, this actually happened to a couple of my clients. It happened to me. And we were, we were on dates. Uh, well, I was on a date and, uh, first few dates you know i happy to pay for everything so i was you know i paid for the drinks we went out paid for a few things and then as the as we went on more dates i was getting a little bit agitated because there i was thinking yeah you know i'll pay for a few dates you know like fourth or fifth date i ended up getting really annoyed that she never once asked you know let me get this so I remember 
we were uh, we went shopping and uh, bought some groceries, and I kind of stood there, and she stood there too, and I was hoping she'd pay for something. She would say, "Hey, l- let me get this, Faisal. You've got hundreds <laughs> of pounds of stuff. Let me get this." Nope. She just stood there quiet. I'm like. I started seething, right? So I'm, I'm really angry, really annoyed. So I just pull out my uh, card, pay for it, and then I'm walking and I'm grumpy and I'm annoyed. And then she just looks at me and she goes, what are you annoyed at? I said, nothing. And she goes, well, obviously there is something, right? So I'm like avoiding, I'm like, no, I'm fine. So I'm, I'm not really approaching it. Then I went, all right, well, I'm annoyed that I've paid for everything and not once have you asked for or offered to pay for anything. She said, well, why didn't you say so? And I was just inside. I'm like, actually, yeah, you're right. Why didn't I say so? So that, that was a covert contract that I was expecting but hadn't really communicated. Or I didn't have the boss to say, hey, listen, this is your turn. Get this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. And yeah, that uh, kind of reminds me of how as nice guys we were just conditioned to – um, you know, again, by our families that if we don't state our needs, if we don't have any needs, then we won't be disappointed if we don't express our needs. But the reality is, is when we don't express our needs, we're actually disappointed and resentful. And I think that uh, oftentimes nice guys, we, we believe that if we're just good enough, you know, if we just, if we're just the nice guy and we're always good, then what we'll get in return is the love and the sex and the affection that we want. And we'll have a problem-free, smooth life. Ultimately, every nice guy wants a problem-free, smooth life. And he what's believes wrong with that. that? <laughs> what's yeah, a, I know. Well, I know yeah, right? We, is that too much to ask for? To, you know? it's sort of, yeah. And, but again, it's not the way life works, is it? You know, there's know. no such thing as a problem-free, smooth life. But when we, and I think that's the ultimate con- ultimate covert contract is if I'm good, yeah. then life will be easy. And when that doesn't happen, not only are we disappointed with the people around us, but we're disappointed with life itself. It is, it is. I, it, you know, I would do so many nice things for people, right? Just being the people pleaser because I'm pleasing everybody. I'm like, why don't people make the same effort to please me? If I've um, done something for someone, like for my neighbor, I, you know, I, I sorted out their bins, cleaned it all up. And because it was, you know, on the floor, it was a mess. So I sorted that out. And I'm thinking if I get in trouble, I expect them to have the same decency and courtesy to do the same thing but no life yeah and that's where resentment comes in so what can we do about it what 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 do we need to change in ourselves, or how do we need to view things well interestingly enough i think the number one thing we have to do is we have to take responsibility for meeting our own needs you know you're the only person on the planet responsible for your needs, wants, and happiness, right? When I expect someone else to meet my needs, I'm always going to be disappointed. 
right? But when I make my needs a priority and then I start expressing those needs, you know, then what happens is people that love us will generally want to meet those needs. And the people who are toxic, they won't. And we don't need to have those people in our lives anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of saying to my spouse or partner or whatever, I love you, hoping that they will say I love you in return, I can just say something like, you know, I need a little affection right now. You know, I just need to hear I love you from you. That That's an authentic way. And there's probably nice guys out there listening who cringe to that idea of like actually speaking their needs, but that's why you're a nice guy. You know, yeah, I can to be I able can... to just say, hey, I need this. You know? Well, but we believe that if we're needy, then people mm. won't love us. Because I'm but cringing the truth at is, that. We all have needs. Yeah, I'm, I'm you're cringing at it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've, I've got to confess that actually I'm feeling a little bit needy. Where's, where's a strong alpha masculine man who has no need for this, right? What, what about but that? But that's part? not really. But doesn't it take more strength to actually ask for your need than to hide your need? It does. That's the. It does. And I tell you what, it takes even more strength when you can be vulnerable and say, I do need this. But it even takes even greater strength is when you can internally validate that. Exactly. All right. So that's, so a, I'm that's internally the validating level. it. That's the next level. But I'm also asking for my needs to be met. Yeah. You know? I need to have sex in order to feel connected right now. You yeah. Know? I don't care. It's in the middle of the day. We're in public transport. <laughs> That's my need right now, right? I need this. Yeah. Exactly. Don't exactly. put obstacles in the way. Don't. I don't care if there's people there. That's my need. <laughs> okay. But it might be okay to just say, I want to have sex. I'm going to go upstairs to have sex. You want to join me? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If not, someone else. I'm going to go take care of my knee. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. You're welcome to come. Yeah. You know, that's so true. It's asking asking for needs. So being direct. And uh, mm -hmm. this is where I think the more I did this work, where I built more masculine part of my side, the more grew my balls a bit the more I'm able to be direct and ask for things. Ask, there's a, I think there's a great TED talk as well about, you know, about asking and how asking will mm. change your life. The more you ask for things in a, in a balanced way, but for mm -hmm. nice guys, you know, they're so far away from asking for things, asking for help, that it mm -hmm. changes your life. And also when you're in a relationship, what I notice is when you're telling, like, okay, I want sex or I want this, I want this, I want this. There's a part of the female that really enjoys the fact that you're direct and you're yes. and you're using masculine language and you're being dominant, but not in a controlling way, but in a more leadership way. It's like this is this is what man needs. He's the kind of guy, he knows what he wants, and he's not afraid to ask for it. That's so sexy. Women tell me that all the time. You know what? You know what you want, and you're not afraid to ask for it. And you're okay to put yourself on the line, to get rejected, to get no, and you don't take it personally. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a skill that a lot of nice guys you know, have to develop. Exactly. And I think that part of it is that the feminine 
needs to feel secure. And if she doesn't know what you need, then she's guessing and she doesn't feel secure. But when you say, state your need, mm. what happens for her? She's like, oh, I can trust this guy because he's going to tell me what's going on with him. I don't have to guess. That makes me feel safer with him. That reminds me of, in, actually, when you say that, it just reminds me of a story. It's, uh, <clears throat> I had a, a girl, who, a girlfriend, an ex-girlfriend, and she stayed over at my house. So she stayed over for like uh, three days. What I wanted her to do was to stay for two days. So what? So rather than me um, direct about it and say, "Hey, listen, you know, two days is good. Three, you know, third day from here, I'm working, so I need my space, I need my time." I was, I was, I kept became more passive, and because I became more passive, I was then starting to build a distance. Rather than me telling her, "Right, you need to go home." I became more distant and that then created more problems in the relationship than just being direct. And then when we did have this conversation weeks after, she said, I'd rather you just tell me to get out than you to become avoidant, to be passive aggressive about it. Just tell, you could have told me, she goes, I don't care. She goes, I would have been happy to just have gone and do my stuff. Then to sit there and then you just be quiet about it. And you know what, Chuck, it's been round the other way too. I've had women who have been quite quiet, passive aggressive about things, or have covert contracts who've not stated their needs, been very indirect, and I've got annoyed because I'm like, I can see what you want. So why don't you just say it? So the nice guy syndrome isn't just a guy problem. <laughs> it's a people problem. There's a lot of nice yeah. girls or gals or whatever you want, women, nice women out there who also do these things and i think that's why you know a lot of people will get a lot out of this podcast because we're not just talking about nice guys we're talking about people pleasing we're talking about giving to get we're talking about yes. caretaking others um all in order to get that fundamental need met of tell me that i'm lovable and acceptable just as i am and that goes back to when I take responsibility for my needs, I start to believe that I am lovable and acceptable just the way that I am. Right. And I start expressing my needs. And as I'm expressing my needs, then what I find is that the people who do love me and care mm. about me will uh, meet my needs. And the people who don't, well, that's probably a relationship I shouldn't look closely at in this decide if that's something I want to, that's a relationship I want to stay in. It's so true. I, I love how you said about, you know, you know, take responsibility of meeting our needs. And one of the things that, you know, I teach the guys is that, yes, take responsibilities, but as, as Dr. Robert Glover talks about, he says, you know, you want to get to rejection quickly. You want to get to the no right. quickly, right? So express your need. If there's a no, you want to get to it quickly rather than the roundabout ways. And one of the most attractive rules I have to be able to be the most powerful, charismatic, and attractive man is the fundamental rule I have is to be most powerful in any kind of dynamic is to have the willingness to walk away. When you have the willingness to walk away, then you, 
with you being okay you know what it's okay situation doesn't work i can walk away from any situation then that puts you that gives you a lot more control over yourself because if you asked for something and, and it wasn't met you're willing to walk away rather than getting upset and have a tantrum about it and then get but hurt and then you know nice guys are really oversensitive and and i think mm -hmm. when when we're oversensitive that's when we become really indirect well, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast on covert contracts or why nice guys hide things in order to get sex and love. My name is Chuck Chapman, and I'm here with my co-host Faisal Coker, and we will see you next time when we talk about. What are we going to talk about next time? Oh, so following on from the covert contracts, and this really kind of spills over to the to um relationships or we get into relationships so the next week's podcast is why do nice guys rescue broken women that's gonna be interesting and how to stop that because that will just get you nowhere all right guys thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the nice guy show okay guys You've been listening to The Nice Guy Show, the podcast that helps nice guys move past their insecurities and fears into the fullness of their masculine strength and confidence. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and check out the website niceguyshow.com for more information on how to connect with Chuck and Faisal. Until next time, keep living your best life.